The following is a part of the Unchained Wrestling Network, the SNS Radio Network, and KJCC Real Campus Radio. I'm back, baby. The Unchained Wrestling Network and KJCC Real Campus Radio presents the two-time Wrestling Radio Award winner, Running the Ropes. I lost the broski for a hosty! Step through the ropes as the guys bring you all the talk happening within the WWE. Woo, woo, woo! You know it! TNA. Sorry about your damn luck! Ring of Honor. Dig down in your bunkers and dig into those trenches and get ready, get ready for shock and awe. And the NorCal Independency. And now live from the KJCC studio in San Jose, California, it's running the ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, the SNS Radio Network, and KJCC Real Campus Radio. All right, San Jose City College, what's going on? Hope you guys are enjoying your lunch today. And uh, yes, it is Running the Ropes. Exclu- well, I can't say exclusively anymore, but we're here on the SNS Radio Network, the Unchained Wrestling Network, and KJCC Real Campus Radio. Good, a- good afternoon, everybody. My name is Brian Maverick Birch. I'm with you each and every week. And sitting on the little computer here in the studio... From all the way from the good old jolly England, one Mr. Chris Kelly from headlocksandheadlines.com. Chris, can you hear me? How big is the office? If you, I'm sat in the corner of the office, how big is the office? It, you know what? I believe it would be about 15 feet by, I'd say about a good nine feet, or uh, seven feet, eight feet. It's a pretty small office, or a pretty small studio, but we make the most of it. We have all our stuff set up, and you know what? You know what's great today? Chris, I'm going to tell you what's really good today. I came prepared. Oh, I came prepared. I came prepared. It was so good, and the intro actually went off without a hitch this time. So this is the first week we've been on SNS Radio Network and on KJCC this time around where we actually worked out. I mean, I got in a little bit late coming into the studio, I'll admit. But when it cut, when it came to setting everything up and getting it going before I left the house this morning, I actually had everything ready to go. How how that rare is, is I mean, that? Uh, uh, on. How I'm just saying, how rare is that? Well, you know what's bizarre because I have not slept for the last about thirty hours. I mean. Uh, uh, last night, last night, of course, we, you, we're, we're busy doing stuff for the, for the show, uh, and that was about I don't know eleven o'clock. And I tried to sleep. I was like, I'm not sleeping. So I did it. I did, I stayed up all night last night, and God knows how I'm, do, I'm doing it. But I'm still awake. A good thirty hours later on, <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing it. Hey, energy com- energy comes quick when you're when you're here on running the ropes. Um, but I just watched. You know what's great? I, I had a I had a very busy week. I got to watch the amazing, amazing pay-per-view that was not by WWE. It was not by TNA Wrestling, but by Ring of Honor. 
Well, what I was thinking, I was thinking because it was actually that great that you and I would give it his own little segment later on. I mean, what what you do is jump into uh, news of the week and then do raw and then do we, we will, we will. But I mean, I had a great week. I I, I think um, it was kind kind of somber um, a little bit. Um, my sister actually went to jail on Monday, but I mean, she. She's she's taking it all in stride. She knows she's got to get it done, so it's all gravy. Um, but I agree. You know what? Enough of this somber, dark BS. Let's go ahead. Let's get into some news of the week. And now it's time for the news of the week. Brought by Well, you say that you kind of want to get away from the darkness of Merlo. Unfortunately, the first story of the, of the week is actually is kind of sad. It's uh, to do with Orson Kong, uh, Ke- uh, Kia Stevens. She announced to her TMZ that she actually lost her child. Um, that sucks. Of course, that of really course, sucks. Of um, course, we believe that she gave birth on wouldn't it November the the, the 31st, mm-hmm. and that's what and that's what she told everyone else. But no, um, she, the, the 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 baby was born uh, dead, stillborn, I, I believe. Oh, that 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 was being reported. That sucks. Um, and she was too scared to tell her friend because, of course, she went out on Raw and announced it. And but I, I will say, to her credit, she 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 did appear at the Rumble a month later. I mean, that to me is just crazy. How she what, can, was it like, only four months later? No, because when or was when it after she, full nine months? Because I, 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 I just I don't know. Sorry, I'm not quite sure when she was told. I think she I think she lost it at birth. Which which would have been the the first? So she she appeared at the rumble a month later. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, that's crazy. That that I mean, I can't think of many wrestlers that would that that could have the shock of losing a child and then a month later go out and be a, this this persona. I mean, full credit to her. I mean, I saw that she's gonna start up some um, foundation to help mothers and fathers like her that have suffered this pain and. Uh, I say full. I, I I say full credit to her. Yeah, um, that's that's really cool because like not many female wrestlers that lose a child come back at all. Like you, they they stay away from wrestling because of that. I mean, you. I mean, you see it more in child like when the ch- childbirth is successful, but after something like that, I it sucks that she had that it happened. But I'm glad she's. I'm glad she's coming back and saying, you know what? I can't let that. Stop it, you know. It, it's just, it just sucks. It, it's just one of those situations where you got to say, you know what, I'm going to try again, but right now let's get back into it and we'll settle it then. We'll settle it again later on. I think that I think it's really cool that she's coming back. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think I'd say that on, on behalf of myself and you, and we we wish her the best in, in her recovery and can't wait to see her back in the ring full time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what do we have now? Apparently, uh, Ted DiBiase suffered a broken ankle. Um, yeah. He he wrote, he wrote on Twitter uh, uh, that he that he that he broke the ankle at a house show, and then it, then it, it was reported on dot com. Um, but apparently, it might it might be worse than a uh, broken ankle. He's having an, uh, he's having an, an, an a, a MRI scan today. Well, yesterday. Um, I mean, that's bad because. Because we we seen the path that ankle injury, ankle injuries can end careers, and ankle injury ended the, the career of Shamrock for example. I'm you know honestly uh, when it comes to injuries and ending careers, I mean, 
pretty much an ankle career ended the full time career or an ankle injury ended the full time career of Kevin Nash. It's at, at a good point. I mean, and it almost ended Triple H. Yeah, well, that well that point more to do with quads, but um, oh yeah, it was quads, but it's still in the leg area. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, because like I, I can't remember who said. It. I mean, I I think I think it was actually during the uh, the tenth anniversary show, where right? They, where they're talking about Red Tires being injured and how if you if you like injure an arm or a shoulder, it's okay because you can still do cardio training. But you when can. you have an, like an injured ankle or knee, you can't do that. Yeah, well, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff that people go through for that kind of thing. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to come back from. But I'm glad that, you know, it, I mean, I, I hope I hope Wade Barrett comes back. Wait, it was Wade Barrett, right? No. No. Ted DiBiase, was, sorry. Yeah. ADD moment. But no, I, 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 hope, I hope Ted DiBiase comes back. I would love to see him do another program with his dad. And just really get you know get the ball rolling again and, and get back to where he was before because hopefully he'll uh, get back into it and, and he'll be uh, you know honestly I hope he'll be stronger than ever so we'll see what happens. Well, you brought up uh, Way Barrett and, and that'd be a, def, a great segue. Great segue. Um, oh, Chris, you're awesome. Very active segue. Segue. But yeah, um, as, of course, it was reported a few weeks back that he suffered an arm injury on Raw and it was thought he'd be out for about four or six weeks. Now apparently that's been expanded. That's good. it could be up to four months, um, and of course he there there was meant to be the money, the money in the bank pay per view. No, right. Um, sorry, sorry. Money in the bank match at Mania, but with Barrett going out injured, that match has been pulled because Barrett was meant to win it, the the uh, money in the bank and catch it in and win it. Um, Way Barrett once again is a tanta Vesper, and it's. He's just unfortunate to get into it this time because the bar- barrage was just getting bar- over. Barrage. Where barrage. <laughs> the Corey. The um, Corey and the Nexus. But, I mean, bar- <laughs> Barrage is a good wrestler and it's just unfortunate that he's had that, that freak arm injury. Yeah, you know, it, it's not. It's one of those things where you just... you, you It's so debilitating, so disheartening that you get this injury, but it happens. You get injured all the time in wrestling. Um, so, I mean, even... Even the guys you look up to for training and all that, and you think, oh, they they can't get hurt. They can't get hurt. My trainer came to the res- came to APW one time, and he had his leg was he could barely walk on his leg. So that tells you how bad it could start out. So yeah, now what else you have in the old the week? Um, now speaking of someone that's kind of disappeared, the Funkasaurus. Um, Funkies on a roll. Now, what? Why? Why are you bringing him back up? I just finally forgot about him. Please, what? What, What's going on? What's going on? Well, um, he tweeted, uh, "We are good, yo. Uh, You hear me? So don't, so don't funk it. Don't trip. Don't trip on what what you hear, but by what you see. You dig. Now, I don't know what the hell that means." you're you're, but, you're on the other side of the planet. It's kind of a Western Hemisphere thing. Okay. <laughs> um, and basically, of course, it, it was reported that he was pulled from TV for being unsafe. Um, but apparently, when he returns, he he will be facing the Miz. Now I Why? I'm about the Miz. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, what what had Miz done wrong? 
to, to be stuck <laughs> with a Funkasaurus? Good, good question. That's why I'm wondering, why is he taking on... Why is he going for that? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even see, like I don't even see the payoff. I mean, no, not I at still all. think I still think that they should have used this Funkasaurus gimmick to just, just to have Brooks Clay get really wound up and turn well, into that Monster Hill. I, you know, honestly, that's what I liked about WCW more was because of the fact that you you would give some of these guys funky gimmicks and all that, but you had them be legitimate contenders. You know, you had them take on more than just jobbers and all that, which is what they put Brodus Clay as doing. If you put him more, if you give him the Funkasaurus gimmick, but you don't sit there and just put him with JT or uh, who was it? Chad Gat- or JTG's the smaller one, right? Yeah, from Crime Time. Put yeah. him. Don't put him with JTG or uh, Tyler Rex, who none of the fans know about, even though they've been there for years. Let you know, give them a spot. Give give Brodus Clay a spot to really come into his character. This is why I like. This is why I'm all for Triple H saying that we're not going to bring any more guys in until they have a legitimate storyline behind them. I think when you have that, you have you can establish wrestlers. I think it can, it would come out way better. So, but I do miss Funky's on a roll. Funky's on a roll. Um, <laughs> do you know what I miss? I miss the mood lighting. I miss Sin Cara's mood lighting. It was Why? so annoying, I miss it now. <laughs> um, I'm glad it's gone. So they shoot? I'm glad it's gone. Well, no, because WWE still want to set the record for most masks. Now, of course, they've got back Dario, but Dario's not wearing a mask. So they, they, they want to try and get back Mysterio and or uh, Sin Cara. Now, of course, of course, they wanted to have Sin Cara versus Mysterio, but <clears throat> Mysterio is like injured, and Sin Cara can't stay fit for two years. And when he does, <laughs> he botches it and breaks his own leg. No, um, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's he doesn't stay fit. But when he's ready to when he's ready to be fit, he goes and grabs a Big Mac, and it's all over. Pretty, pretty much. And as long as he doesn't wear the white outfit, he's fine. Because as soon as he wears the white outfit, that, that means he's injured. That white outfit is Sin Cara's Madden cover. Whenever he wears it, he gets injured. Come on. Yeah, pretty much. Um, what else do we have? Da, 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 da. Now, um, I've, I've already spoken about Money in the Bank. Uh, apparently, uh, Drew McIntyre might be getting deployed. He wrote on what? Twitter, 73 days left before the good old... But b- b- before the good old USA tried to deport me, um, it's funny because didn't they have the same problem last year with Barrett and Drew McIntyre? They had it with with Barrett McIntyre and Del Rio. I remember. More of the story. More of the story is get your, get your, your talents uh, stuff in order. <laughs> yeah, more of the story. Keep your visas updated. Just if not, just they putting the word out there. And I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure if he was released from, from from WWE, some certain Florida-based company would sign him in a heartbeat. Hey, you uh, know, I heard they were hiring. No, no, no. <laughs> and people won't get that into, into later one, but it's funny as hell. Um, <laughs> what else do we have in, in the old news of the week? Um, what else do we have? Uh, now, speaking of TNA hiring, Chris Masters, he's on a mission to get hired by TNA. 
I have one for that. I have a good follow-up for that. He is actually wrestling as American Adonis at TNA's Indian promotion, Rinka King. Right, and he right. and he looks like a, a, a boss in, in, in that company. He, he does. He, like, he's just, like, kicking butt and taking names, and he's just massive. Um, but, I mean, how, okay, I, I'm giving you a book and pen. How would you book Chris Martin in, in TNA? You know, I would book him as um, kind of this. I would book him as the same gimmick he had in WWE, but I would tell him to stop using the master lock. It's, I mean, it's your gimmick. It's cool and all that, but don't use it as your finisher. I would never want him to use that again. Well, but well, first, what we could do is kind of like do the four Nelson, but then turn it kind of into a bubble bomb. Or, or we could do what he said on running the ropes and say. If you're going to use the full Nelson, use that full Nelson camel clutch. I want to make him that. humble. And then make him humble. Make him make him scream to tap out. I would love to see him do that. I think that would make him good and the first person he would work with would be Frankie Kazarian. Boom. No, TNA no, no. storyline. If you want to use him making references on one of the ropes, Rob Terry Will he, he use references? He said that Rob, Rob Terry was pretty much green as a tree. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I like it. Have, have it would be AJ Styles going, or it would be someone going against Robbie E. I don't know who. I want to say Styles, but Styles is so over Robbie E. right now. Um, but Masters would come in, and I guess he'd probably still do the American Adonis thing, but um. But yeah, have him go against Rob Terry. I like that idea. That guy that guy looks huge. How do you people breed a guy that big? Um That's... isn't he Welsh? <laughs> oh yeah, he's I'm the pretty... he's the, the evil Englishman, right? Because you don't uh, like Welsh. No, people. there's some joke that I could tell about Welsh wrestlers, but I'm not gonna go there because we'll be kill the air before I finish the joke. Um to that all I say is bad. Um <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow, thank that me, was just a swi- that was a swift kick in the yambags. If I could take something from Taz. <laughs> now, speaking of wrestlers leaving TNA, now when whenever someone usually leaves TNA, they they often put it like a, as an outcast, saying, "Oh yeah, they've now kind of hit the bottom." Well, Brian Kendrick was released from TNA, and apparently there's there's talk about him returning to to the E. They want him to be part of the cruiserweight division. Now, what did I, did I not division? say that? What cruiserweight well, division? They are they are rebuilding, aren't they, for the TV network show? Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. I remember you mentioned that before. And I'm pretty sure I said in the show, it might have been last week, with with, with him being released, WWE should turn him right away. I, I, I said that last week, didn't I? Yeah. People are listening. Um, Someone's listening. Well, now apparently Shannon Moore says that he is uh, taking a bit. He's, he has taken time away from TNA. Uh, he basically said that he's got businesses, else, businesses elsewhere, and well, was he, was he, was he not retiring from, from, from TNA? He's just taking some time away. Of course, he's not really being used since uh, his tag partner got released, Jesse Neal. So I'm guessing he's going to just relax and, and chill and out. That's and that's sad because like they could have really put Ink Ink really high up there, but they just never chose to do that. And Jesse Neal is a great wrestler. You know, for someone who is green, for someone who has, who doesn't have 
the experience of you know the people he trained with, like the the Deadly Boys, you know he was really good for what he could accomplish. And like it's weird because there's there's now this new policy with women TNA. If they have not, if if have no idea for you, you're not even booked for booked for a show, which means you aren't getting paid, which sucks. Oh yeah, that's true because they pay them by per appearance. I mean, ugh, that's horrible. I mean, just look right, right now. Okay, Brooke Adams. She she hasn't got a storyline yet. Um, yet and, she's like, still she, in tag team matches and still making money to because well, one she's hot, and two, like she has a good tag team thing going with Tara right now. Well, well, well one thing is when she's not booked, she's actually doing and she, she's doing the old uh, hooters. And she's also now in some other um, uh, business. Right, and this is, this is why you have TNA wrestlers still doing indies today. That, right, that is one thing that, that makes TNA kind of seem kind of like a giant, indies, a giant indie scene because they allow their wrestlers to go work indie days. I mean, could you, could you imagine, to be not know, John Cena doing, doing, doing an indie day? It's just... It's just TNA and no, their but to do because they can't to pay them. It's a bit stupid. The only people, the only WWE guys that do that are still in WWE that do indie dates are uh, like Jerry Lawler, and that's about it. Because I remember watching a, uh, I remember watching Botchamania. I think it was the last one, two hundred two or two hundred three, where Jerry Lawler was in something in two thousand five. I guess it was while they were promoting uh, one, the first one night stand, and he he had a really good show. Surprisingly oh, enough. Oh, yeah, when he threw the, uh, the beer can. Yeah, when he, he threw missed- the beer can out, and then all of a sudden, uh, it sta- someone threw another one and just really botched it, and it was hilarious. No, no, what it was, it was he threw the cam, the can, uh, the can too high, and it, hit, and it hit the hard camera. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, um, but you know what I mean. I, I, I mean, there's still some that'll do it. Not many because of WWE's policy, but I think... I think it is possible that they'll do that. So, now, do you have any more news, or um, because that's all I got for, for, for this week? Um, you know what? I don't think I have any more. So uh, that's going to do it for news of the week. <laughs> I love that sound. <laughs> anyway, that was a good. That was a good news segment. I think I thought that was. It was. It, it was short. It was medium sized and to the point. It was medium size and we got to discuss and we got all that stuff. So, cool, cool, cool. Anyway, what else do we have on the agenda today? We well, have a pay per view to discuss. We do. I mean, we could take a break or we could do, talk about it right now. Um, you know what? Let's talk about it right now. Um, as mentioned earlier, I got to watch the Ring of Honor pay per view, uh, rhwrestling.com. Uh, it was the 10th anniversary show, Young Wolves Rising. And we've had Ring of Honor uh, members on this show before. We have had two of them on here, which were uh, Carrie Silken. And Red Titus. And, no, not Red Titus, Maria. Red Titus was for Ring of Honor show. Or it was yes. for Headlocks of Headlines, I mean. Um, but it, you know what? I thought it was great. I, I watched this pay-per-view, and <laughs> Wow. I mean, I because of course I I watched it before you because I watched it live, right? And I said to you, Mav, do you enjoy wrestling? Why do you do you enjoy tag team wrestling? Why? Well, you you're gonna have an hour and a half of tag team wrestling. What? Yeah, an hour an hour and a half. 
I mean, we well, had it wasn't four really an hour and a half. It was re- it was less than an hour actually. It was thirty nine minutes according to Wikipedia. Oh no 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 no! But dude, that's one match. Well, oh, that I'm was saying, one match. Okay, I see what you mean. The four matches all together was an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, just shy of yeah. You know, and it was honestly, I'm glad for it because you watch these matches. Like, and I'll, I'll, we'll go through the results right now, actually. The All Night Express, Kenny King and Rhett Titus defeated Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, former WWE champion, Tag Team Champions uh, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. And yes, they I mean, were Tag Team Champions. great match, by the way. That, that was, was an amazing match. You know, and it's great how uh, we see uh, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin continuing to hone their craft and coming into Ring of Honor as two amazing athletes. That just sums it up for him. Um, that was really great. And this match it was a 13-minute, 35-second tag team match. Um, and it wasn't really for, like, a title or anything. So that was really amazing. Um, but that was now, the first match. What were you going to say? And it's quite rare to see, in wrestling nowadays, a older tag team putting over a younger tag team. Because, of course, in the oh, wait, uh, and uh, TNA, there's no tag team, is there? Not many, so, not much anymore. I mean, if you, the only tag teams that are in WWE and TNA are what the Usos, uh, and who else? God, I, I want to say uh, no. There is none in TNA. Yeah, and the, the, WWE the, the, only has one. And the, yeah, the, the, none that none that are tag teams. The, the WWE and TNA ha- remember they have random tag teams. So yeah, but well, I, I mean that's one thing we've we talked about at, at length. No tag teams in wrestling. We we could talk about that at length, probably later in the sh- in the show today. I think that'll be a good topic. Um, but anyway, Mike Bennett defeats Homicide, and this one was really good. It was a ten and a half minute match. Homicide, the crowd was just totally chanting CM Punk because, of course, we all know Maria Maria Canellis, who's uh, currently the girlfriend and valet of Mike Bennett are, you know, she used to be with CM Punk, current WWE champion. And Homicide kind of took advantage of it and gave, gave uh, brutal Bob Evans go to sleep. And that was funny. Because brutal Bob's expression was great. It's when they were trying to see CM Punk towards Maria. She was laughing. She was. see her laughing. She was. That, that was that was what was funny about it because I didn't expect her to laugh. I thought she was going to keep kayfabe and just totally yell at people. Stop chanting his name. I'm not with him anymore. Blah, 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 blah. So. And even, and even when she swore the crowd, she still looked extremely hot. But she yes. did rip off Stacey Kim's entrance. But she looked great doing so. She did. She really did. Oh, she looked good. And that cameraman, that that cameraman deserves, deserves a pay raise, my my ad. <laughs> he deserves a pay raise and a thank you card, and a gift basket. Um, uh, to to which I will not pay for. Anyway, the House of Truth, Michael Elgin and Roderick Strong, uh, defeated Amazing Red with T- and T J Perkins in a tag in an eleven minute ten second uh, tag team match. Uh, you know, I was never a real big fan of Roderick Strong. But seeing this match, I'm, I'm, you know what? Honestly, I, I turn, I turn around on that, and it's funny because we don't talk about Ring of Honor much, so much, so like you wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, like the thing with, with Ring of Honor is they hardly have any storylines. 
because of course they're, they're not on like like national TV. Right. Well, they kind of they kind of are. They're kind of on limited national TV. They don't have their their current TV deal does not cover the entire United States. Like like uh, California, for example, jerks. And so basically, what it means is they have they have to do what WWE and TNA don't do. They tell a story on pay per view, but then end on pay per view, which yeah. is quite rare. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind because um, after. Because Kevin Steen, we'll get Kevin Steen's match in a little bit. He's got a good storyline going. He's got all that. What I like to see is actually uh, sensible storylines, to which it looks to which it emulates what is going on in the ring. That being the com- the competitive factor. You know, WWE and TNA have the have it going for that, but it's not to a point where oh we're kidnapping people by accident or, or without explanation we're we're not saying oh you slept with my wife or i slapped you in the face and all that i didn't throw you off of a off of a stage or anything but tna i mean real honor can do so good with storylines but not cheese it up you know what i mean yeah because like they are like they are extra, like wrestling heavy. I mean, they are, and they could still I mean, be wrestling heavy. You can have a great show, and I'm using all pro wrestling as a great example because they they have a good formula. You could still have minimal storyline with heavy wrestling, but you still you still should at least require the minimal storyline. Because if it's just grudge match after grudge match after grudge match for no apparent reason. Then it's not gonna work. But in the case of like, uh, I mean, look at look at how Mike Bennett does it. He set up a storyline for himself. He's the prodigy, Mike Evan, Mike Bennett. I was gonna say Mike yeah. Evans for a second. You know, I mean, these guys have their own storylines. Keep that going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like I think Ring of Honor, like they're so heavy on wrestling that sometimes other areas do, do, does suffer. I mean, the production of the of the pay per view wasn't that great. It was better. The, than, I mean, it was better than a lot of ROH match ROH events. I'll say that. You know, but I mean, I mean, but I mean, ever since they, they lost uh, Dave uh, Lagana to TNA, they've kind of gone downhill. Yeah, but that, that sucks. But I mean, I given time they will get better. I mean, throughout the night they slowly got better. Like each match they got better, but there were still bits where it was kind of annoying. Right. But I, I think um, I think they still, you know, and that's the great thing about wrestling is that a lot of people are mainly going to be there for the show. They're not going to be there for the production. But you know, production aside, production in itself is a great learning process, and I hope they get that fixed for later shows on there. But anyway, um, back to the card. Jay Lethal uh, retains the ROH World Te- Television Championship after 15 minutes of hard-fought action with Tommaso Ciampa with the embassy in his corner. And I gotta say, Princess Mia, I haven't gotten a good look at you yet. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she. because uh, I, I've, 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 I've seen her somewhere before. I don't know where I've seen her, but I've seen her before. 
I don't know, but I, I think I, I I think this one was one of the way better matches. Um, what's her name? Print Princess Prince Mia. Princess Mia. I'm gonna try. Yeah, and find yeah. It's uh, uh, it's Mia Yim. She's, oh, okay. she's in the roster. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Very nice. Uh, anyway, <laughs> before I get too far into it, uh, Briscoe Brothers also retained the RH Tag Team Battles against the Young Bucks. And my lord, how good was this match after 13 minutes? I mean, Young Bucks, they, they are they are kind of a, a younger and a man, Jeff. Um, they yeah. were just unfortunate that they didn't shake hands with the right people in TNA or WWE, literally. Um, they are spot monkeys, but that's not a bad thing. Well, the whole match was about spot monkeys and all that, but, I mean, I think I think there's two two different kinds of spot matches. Good spot matches and bad spot matches. Good spot matches are a mi- are variety. I love variety. You know, your spots, your grapples, your ground moves, you know, all that stuff. And I thought, I thought the Briscoes uh, uh, kind of harmonized the Young Buck style in terms of power and uh, mat work. And I thought it was great. Um, but again, this had a ton of spots in it. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as I thought. But it was still a great match nonetheless. It's still a good four-star match. So, I mean, you can't hold that against them. So, um, and, I, mean, I mean, how awesome would it be if, because, of, of course, there was reports that WWE wanted to sign the Briscoes. And, of course, the, uh, the Young Bucks did have a tryout. How cool would it be if those guys, at some point, made, made it to the E and we had that on a, 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 like WrestleMania? It would be awesome. It would be amazing. But the problem with that is that WWE is going to want them to do the same thing they've been doing with almost every other uh, wrestler that's come from the independents, and that is to water themselves down. I hate having wrestlers water down their craft. It may, and it's not bad. I mean, you can't blame them. You can't blame WWE for taking precautions, but you got to look into it as. the fact that these guys have established themselves on a style that may be con- conceived as too brutal. I mean, Ring of Honor is essentially an American-Japanese promotion. Because of it the fact that they promote the strong style as well as the spots and high-flying and all that. But they mostly, they're mostly competitive and they promote a very, very strong style of wrestling. And of course... I think they're more like a new version of the old ECW, where they they don't have stars; they make stars, and once they make stars, they get stolen away. Right. And I mean, just look at who are who they made. They they, they made Samoa Joe, they made CM Punk, they made Daniel Bryan, yeah, and they, that's why I like to support the company because they they make stars. They and, make stars, I mean, and they, they keep the door open for those stars. If a wrestler does not make it in WWE or TNA, they're welcome in Ring of Honor. And and much to my surprise, you know, I honestly did not expect for Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas to go into Ring of Honor or at least ha- stay around as long as they have, you know, because they're na- they're still evolving. 
once again, they are evolving in wrestling, and that's what I loved about it. But I think the thing, like, because I was saying thinking the other day, right, about Benjamin. If he was 10 years younger, he, he would be a world champion in a few years' time. Right. But he, he's now 39 years old. He's missed it. WWE missed the boat with him. It, it, um, you know, they did. And it, it sucks. But, you know, you got to look at it from WWE's point of view. WWE is trying to keep the, the current flagship wrestlers, Miz, Cena, Orton, uh, who's he going against for the title, uh, Big Show, Mark Henry, you know, all those guys, Sheamus, they, uh, they want to keep them relevant more so than they want to keep the actual talented wrestlers relevant. And when they, try, when they actually do want to try and get more, more of their talented wrestlers established in WWE, they give them a farting gimmick. Well, you say that, um, you say that, that they want to make... Um... Uh... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you, uh, you say that they want to make uh, Mark Henry more dominant. Uh, more dominant. Uh, I didn't even. I'm not, I'm not saying more dominant. I'm not saying more dominant because Mark Henry it could be very dominant, and he's shown it in the past. Well, no, but what it is what I'm now. Apparently, according to Figure Four Whitley, they've decided to like de-push Mark Henry. <sighs> Why? Because he's too indie prone, apparently. So was Shawn Michaels, so was Triple H, so was Kevin Nash, and yet you pushed them to the moon. Everyone injury prone because of wrestling. Wrestling wrestlers are in injury prone. You know, and it's unfortunate because, you know, that's just the nature of the business. It it's the fact it's the fact that they go they put themselves out there. You know, Cody Rhodes is just as injury prone as Wade Barrett is. Big Show is just as injury prone as Mark Henry is. The Miz, John Cena, is just as injury prone as Triple H is. Well, actually, no, I'll take that back. John Cena is as injury prone as Daniel Bryan is right now. You know, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. One, one bad fool and, 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 and you're injured, basically. That, that's what it is. That comes with age. Yeah. That comes with I mean, yeah. age. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and they're going to deep push him because of age, basically. Ugh. But, like,. And 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 this is a little segue. Um, like you talk about age, uh, Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen oh, is man. only twenty-seven years old, and he put on an amazing hardcore match with Jimmy Jacobs. He almost peed on the on 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 the Chicago World Championship. <laughs> he did. He totally did. He he had he was, whipped it out and was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, just yeah, just, just ignore me. I'm about to pee on this bottle. And then the the ads got upset, but it, it it was funny. I mean, I, I he can't wait is to see that. For 27 years old. I can't wait fantastic. to see that whole thing with ROH and Chikara. If you haven't seen Chikara, check out ChikaraPro.com. I want to see Player Uno and Player Dos take on the Briscoes. Briscoe <laughs> I don't know will, why. Kill them. I don't know why. But you're I mean, a sick, sick man. <laughs> but I mean, I think that with. I think what I like about Kevin Steen is that he is a great heel. Wrestling's worst nightmare. Wrestling's worst nightmare, and by God, he is. And you believe it. You think, oh, he's an a-hole. Oh, I hate him. I want him gone. That's his job, to just tick you off, just to get you all nice and 
uh, you know what I mean? Just and, and his match with Jimmy Jacobs. Now, don't get me wrong. Jimmy Jacobs put up a hell of a fight to the point where it almost hit the 15-minute mark, ending only at 14 minutes, 40, 49 seconds. None of these matches on the card, by the way, uh, none of these matches are under 10 minutes. All these matches are 10 minutes or more. What I love, what I love about Kevin Steen was, was that he broke out the F5. Yes. I was like, yes, the F5, that's awesome. What does he call it? He calls it something else. Oh, I couldn't tell you because for once, right, for once, the announcers, the announcers were telling such a good story, I forgot what they called the move. I mean, it had been Desmond Wolf and it, it, uh, who's the, uh, it, Kevin Kelly, the announcer. Right. Those guys are fantastic announcers. They actually add to the match and not take it away. Oh, you know what I forgot to do on there? I forgot, at least for this time, uh, I forgot to use the actual intro that I, I kind of redid because I replaced Jim Cornette. With Nigel McGuinness saying, Maria Cannolis! Oh, and I just busted up laughing. I, and I heard that, and I'm like, did he just say... Mur-? It's one of those double takes, like, did he just say Maria Cannolis? And then, and, uh, and then that's King- when it started, I'm using it for the show. <laughs> and then Kevin uh, K goes, Cannolis, did we have too much Italian in the catering today? <laughs> and Nigel's like, I'm, think- I'm thinking Italian food tonight. Um... But yeah, that was a great match. But none of these matches, and this is unfortunate, none of these matches compared to the main event of the evening where Adam Cole and Eddie Edwards defeated Team Ambition, Davey Richards, and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, that was a good match. This here is them literally taking a mid-card guy and pushing him to the main event. Who were the mid-card guys? Cole. Adam Cole and was Cole. a bit confessor. And it, well, it was great because it was funny because they had great interaction, great spots. My favorite spot, and I'm going to share this with everyone here. If you guys want to check it out, ROHWrestling.com, pay for it, 10 bucks. You know, it's fine. But there was a there's a part in the match where they're in the middle of the ring. Chris, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where, they're, where all four men are in the middle of the ring, but Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards had both Adam Cole... Or sorry, uh, Eddie Edwards had Kyle O'Reilly in a half crab, where Davy Richards had Adam Cole in a in a uh, half crab. Together, they're standing in the middle of the ring, and you have Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards just staring each other down. And all of a sudden, you see Davy Richards go up and just slap the bejesus out of Eddie Edwards, and the the look on Eddie Edwards' face as he's coming back up was priceless. Oh, it was epic. And they just sat there, and he's like, "Oh, take it! Oh, come on! I got a free hand! I'll slap you back!" And he hits him, and they go back and forth a little bit, and just standing there while still clinching the half crab on Cole and O'Reilly, just holding it. Just oh, it was amazing. That was yeah, my I'm absolute the- favorite moment in professional wrestling, right there, all summed up in like one little spot. But I did love after the match when Kevin Steen came out and goes, right now I wish I had a gun to shoot. Yeah. yeah. After the match, that was great. I, 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 in my head, I could hear him going, now I, I wanted to hit the, the uh, low road. No, sorry, the high road. But I got something to say to you. Edge, Matt freaking Hardy. That's what was going through my head. The, the whole one night stand <laughs> shoot. Yeah. It, 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 it makes sense. I, I was expecting him to say, "You want to shoot, cowboy?" <laughs> this is a, this is a shoot. And I, you know, I'm glad they held it at the Hammerstein Ballroom because 
the setting for a wrestling event is so perfect in that building. It's so good. Yeah, yeah I mean, what that that's what I love about when, when TNA came to England, by the way, when, when they had the hard camera looking down the entrance. Yeah. If and you guys... I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, I apologize. No, I was saying, that, that's what I loved about when, when Tina came to England, they, they had the hard camera down the entrance ramp, just like they have at the uh, ballroom. Yeah, and it was it was really perfect, and they had the same hard camera for uh, One Night Stand in 05 and 06. So, I mean, it's the same camera they've been using for that. But if you guys want to know more about Ring of Honor, I implore you, if you want wrestling, if you guys have ever watched wrestling and saw matches like Ric Flair taking on Magnum TA and ending in a 10-minute draw, in a time limit draw, or uh, Kurt Angle against just about any other good wrestler out there like Brock Lesnar and all that, I implore you guys to check out Ring of Honor, ROHwrestling.com. You could sign up for their ringside members. They put up their shows Every week and every Tuesday, it's free. Can you believe free. that? So, rohwrestling.com. Their next event, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna promote them right now. Their next event is in. Uh, come on, where is it? It's no. Showdown in the Sun. Showdown in the Sun. I'm trying to find the uh, the card for it on here. Uh, you can't because it, it's not been announced yet. Well, okay. Showdown in the Sun, day one, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, oh, excuse me. It's going to be Friday, March 30th. It's going to be on iPay-Per-View. You could order. You could uh, order your order the pay-per-view for, for uh, on Ring of on ROHWrestling.com or GFL.TV. Go fight live. It's going to be great, and it's only yeah. in twenty. It's only in twenty-two days. It's not that long, people. So, and what and what and what it's I enjoy be a about a two-day uh, event, by the way, a two-day event. And, and what what I enjoy about Ring of Honor is that their pay per view was nine bucks, right? Right. How much do you pay for a WWE pay per view? Sixty bucks. Yeah, something like that. Sixty, and it was then one sixth of the price. Well, this one here is going to be a two-day event. It's for twenty dollars. You can watch it. You can literally order it and watch it on your favorite Macintosh, your PC. Uh, it's on flat. It plays on Flash, so you could check it out on Android, and you could also download it to iOS. Can you believe that? And if you have a Roku box, hey, check it out. Um, but yes, I agree. I I hope they do it good. Tickets are available now. Again, Friday, March thirtieth, Saturday, March thirty first. RHSing.com. So, on that note, we are going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about WWE Raw. We're going to talk a little bit about, oh, quite a few things. So let me pull up the commercials real quick. I wish I would have prepared for this before. Oh, crap. Uh, we don't need commercials. Uh, yeah. We don't need... We don't... I keep talking. We don't need commercials. Well, 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 we'll talk about some other stuff on here while we're waiting. Um, so anyway... But yeah, that, yeah. that match. I, I want to talk more about this main event actually, for, between uh, for Ring of Honor. Not only was a, they had a great moment with Edwards and Richards holding Cole and O'Reilly in like uh, half crabs, but Cole and O'Reilly got into it a lot too during that match. During all thirty nine minutes of it, thirty nine and a half minutes of it, and 
Literally. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They Hold understand. On. They talk. Hold on. Let me, I'm not. I'm not done yet. My apparently iTunes on here likes to uh, take take its own time on loading. So I'm gonna go off this. Sorry, Chris. I had to mute you. Um, I don't know if you can still hear it anyway. But anyway, um, the the right after the half crab spot, the double half crab spot. You had. Don't ask me again. Um, there we go. Okay, but right after that spot, you had O'Reilly and Cole go right in the middle of the ring, and they're just literally slapping the bejesus out of each other like constantly. You know what I mean, Chris? Right. You're back on now. Um, but yeah, like they just went in and just rapidly just punched each other and slapped each other in the middle of the ring. It was amazing. It was fast paced, and that's what I loved about it. Yeah, I mean, they they, they had passion, it had feeling, and, that, and that's what I don't often get in wrestling nowadays. I mean, when when in, in a minute you know you, you and me talk about Raw, I I I told you I told you yesterday for, for the first time ever I fell asleep during Raw. Raw bored me. <laughs> I I was I was fully awake during the pay per view for for Let, let's, awake. Be honest, awake. let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's not that hard to fall asleep during Raw. No, but the thing is, I I fell asleep as soon as the rock appeared on my screen. Like like literally as soon as he appeared on my screen. <laughs> I, I, That's I was like, awesome. like, oh, actually, like, like it, it wasn't even funny. Like his first history lesson, which, which was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, but we'll talk about that more when we get back from the commercial break. I agree. So let's go ahead. Let's take this time to, you know, gather ourselves, get some water. And, yeah, we'll be right back right after this. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, and if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you, suck it! On April 15th, TNA Wrestling brings its most brutal pay-per-view of all time to Nashville, Lockdown where every blood feud and championship is settled inside the steel cage. See the icon Sting, Jeff Hardy, the world heavyweight champion Bobby Roode, Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, with TNA and Direct Auto Insurance present Lockdown, live April 15th from Municipal Auditorium. I have voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and WrestleTalk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio, Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. 
courtesy of Beyond the Bell, Nature Boy Ric Flair presents the seasons of pro wrestling. 560, 41,000, 213, well, what? Whoa, 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 you think March 30th? Ask your girl! Huh? 560, 41,000, and 213. Well, what? This? Woo! He's only a 14-time world champion. Never in my mind. Make your mind! nostalgia and want to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling and sports entertainment go beyond the bell every week on the sns radio network hey you yeah i'm talking to you have you checked out the new unplugged on friday nights? well if you haven't make sure you check out the new unplugged friday nights with jj sexy at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Does listening to wrestling news live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the trade dog drink the Velvet Sky's bathwater? Well, hello there, Velvet. <laughs> that is some good bathwater, baby. Ow. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Generations collide. The most electrifying man in all of entertainment. You want some? Come get some! Entertainment's greatest live event. It's WrestleMania. And I all I gotta tell you is listen to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. That's Running the Ropes at the Unchained Wrestling Network. Because on the Pomerati of hard shots to the body, that Pizon has got it going on. 
Welcome back to Running the Robes right here on KJCC Real Campus Radio and also on Live365.com. Keyword KJCC. Wait, we're actually still only on KJC on Live365. But we're also on the Unchained Wrestling Network and the SNS Radio Network. Brian Maverick Burton here with you as well as one Mr. Chris Kelly. Chris. Evening, 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 evening. Sorry, I was just helping out an actual journalist uh uh, from who worked in the sun, he wanted to know how to record. A, um, he wanted to know how to record phone calls. So I was just giving giving him a heads up on what to use. Give him a heads up on to get a mixer board. I suggest a D six D sixteen digital audio cable from Audio Arts, audio Arts Engineering. Then he'll figure it out from there. <laughs> no, there's there, there, there's other ways to do it. I know, but uh, yeah, I you know, what can I say? I didn't watch much of Raw. Well, to be fair, uh, between me falling to sleep and you not watching it, we we can get what happened. I mean, well, because I, I saw I, I saw the key parts of the show. Uh, okay, the show at, at least you got that. And hey, guys, honestly, don't blame us for missing Raw. It was, I'm sure it was bad. Oh, it was. Um, so we'll start out with Shawn Michaels and I must say I do miss Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels' music. Um, yes, he basically calls out Triple H and says, "Hunter, please tell me what made you change your mind. What what made you want you want to face Taker uh, at Mania? Because it wasn't me. Your best friend called, called you out last week and you did nothing. What was it?" And then he showed the clip of uh, Taker going, uh, "Triple H, that's because you're not okay." Go ahead. So basically, uh, Sean says that he knows who's, who's going to win this year's match between Triple H and Taker because he's a special guest referee. Hmm. So it's so a special guest referee, Hell in a Cell. Interesting. Very interesting. And, you know, I'm not... I, I hope it's going to be a great Hell in a Cell. I think it will be, considering the fact that you have... Shawn Michaels involved as a guest referee, and they never do guest referees for Hell in Cells. But I think considering Triple H's track record and making good matches out of nothing, this is going to be a good match. Also, do you, uh, are, are they com earlier? And apparently, uh, Triple H has won four matches of, of the... Uh, so yeah, yeah, so he has won the last four matches of which uh, HBK has been the guest, guest referee. Well, of so course. So maybe... Maybe that's a... Maybe it's a sign. Maybe it's a sign. Um, so, yeah, so we, we got Shawn Michaels as a free. Next up, we have Santino versus Jack Swagger. Um, outcomes, John Lanayos. Outcomes, Tay Long. For, for some reason, Kofi Kingston comes out. Don't know why. Um, 
Um, then, out of nowhere, Santino gets a vote up. We have a new U.S. champion, Santino Moretta. He's a new U.S. champion again? Yeah, he beat it. He beat, he beat um, Swagger. Yeah. Oh, well, good for him. <laughs> you sound you 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 sound so so, so uncaring, not even funny. I, um, I sound so like non caring because of the fact that why don't you why don't you just put off title matches until WrestleMania? Uh, it kind of defeats the purpose of having WrestleMania having some WrestleMania matches. Next up, we have a we had a fantastic vote promo. Which I'm being sarcastic. Um, he talks about the, the Boston Tea Party, and <laughs> he throws a bunch of stuff of Cena's o- o- over the river. And now, some of this I did watch. He basically listens. I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of irritated by the fact that they went that route with with the promos. I mean, yeah, it's funny. I mean, it, it's having him go do history lesson, but. I I don't like it. No, it, it bore me to hell. I, it it I, literally yeah, bore me. I'm not a fan of him giving very bad history lessons. I was like... This, this is The Miz. This is something The Miz would do. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> he really would. So, really? there you go. Um, next up, we have Alicia Fox versus Eve, Eve Torres. Uh don't know why, to be honest. Eve's music is still too perky. She's meant to be a hill, and her, her music's just too perky. Um, after the match, uh, out comes that rider. I don't know why. That, 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 that rider just goes woo-woo. Was this really a two-second match? Um, if you blinked, you missed it. If you, went, if you went upstairs to go grab a drink, you missed about three matches. Um, but you gained my respect because you, because you, you, you missed a match. I mean, and that's not the fault of the Divas. I mean, it's the fault of Creative for not caring about, not caring about the girls. That's what it is. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Uh, in, the back we, <coughs> in the back, we see Zack Ryder. <coughs> so I'm dying here. In the back, we see Zack Ryder. Cough out that long. And it makes out with uh, Eve. Uh, don't know. Lucky. Um, like, yeah, lucky hey, guy. You know what? I, you know, I would, if I would got a chance to be in Zack Ryder's shoes, I would. Because, yeah. just because she's a quote-unquote hosky, you know, I I wouldn't mind. I still wouldn't mind making out with her. Hey, that's because right same. now you're stuck with your right hand. Hey now, hey, easy there. <laughs> I don't think that's well, we're, on, we're on we're on basically terrestrial radio, so yeah, you don't. I don't think we, it's a good idea getting into that. <laughs> I anything I, I I inferred it, which, which I can do. I've been reading up books, man. I've been reading books. Better than <laughs> better than stalking knockouts, Chris. At least I get, get off of Twitter. Get off of Twitter. <laughs> Apologize to Taylor Wilde or not Taylor Wilde, but uh, Angelina Love. Right now, no, I I I have no I have no inter- in, interest in in, in interviewing her. <laughs> to be honest, hey, that's on Chris. Hey, Angelina, you're welcome on the show. You are very welcome on the show. And you could you. berate. You know what? I'll give you an open mic. I'll edit it where it needs to be edited. Or I'll, I'll mute where it needs to be edited. But I'm not going to. But you, you, you have an open mic, basically. Pre-recorded, no, of course. 
No, because then I'll point out how she's dating a giant creative wrestler. <laughs> That's true. But then again, um, so is Mickey James. No, he, he she's just dating an absolute D-bag. See, I said D-bag. Um, next up, we have uh, CM Punk and Sheamus taking on Daniel Bryan and Jericho. Um, Daniel, Daniel Bryan and Jericho win after Jericho rolls up Punk. Do you know what? I totally forgot. I, I totally forgot. I forgot about that match totally. Until a second ago, because um, it was I, kind you of, know I I do love the storyline between Punk and Jericho myself. Oh yeah, I, I love whole. I think yeah. I think with the dynamic of them, because both of them are great in their own right. I mean, but then adding in Daniel Bryan and Sheamus, kind of not the best idea. But when you have two great talent. And CM Punk and Jericho, they they really would love to carry the match. Now I said a minute ago that the uh, that that the match between Fox and Eve was short. We we had a match that was basically as short. The Big Show just destroyed the Miz. Um, I don't know why. I'm guessing Miz won't be on the card of Mania. No, I would not. I don't know. He's going to be at WWE New York. Watch. <laughs> um, next up, we had R Truth versus Kane. Uh, Kane wins a match with a choke slam after the match. Out comes Orton. Orton hits Kane with the RKO. Um, and yes, I Kane. know WWE New York is a hard rock cafe now in New York City. Thank you. Like they made Kane so weak over the last few last few uh, weeks. Doesn't even funny. No, it was, it was weird. I mean, Kane. Kane all of a sudden went from uh basically being a being a horrible monster to take to try and have John Cena embrace the hate and only to become his Cena's whipping boy and now all of a sudden he's going after Randy Orton on SmackDown. Yeah, it's just Does anyone and, uh, else see how weird that is? Logic the WWE not around. Um, next up, we have K- uh, sorry, John Cena versus The Rock in a, in a promo, and it was what it was. The Rock got owned once again by uh, Cena. Cena basically says that at Mania he, he's going to make The Rock his uh, hey word. Hey yo, you know, and this is what was great. John Cena talked about the fact that jo- that The Rock was shaken up, and last week he was. Last week you saw him stutter. Oh, he stuttered. He it was the first time in a v- that I have ever seen The Rock stutter during a promo. He stole my gimmick. He stole Crowley's gimmick. I'm calling copyright infringement. <laughs> He, you are, you were the stuttering foreign kid for a while. I remember that. But yeah, that was that was raw for what? What was the day for that? March fifth, two thousand twelve. Yeah, it was boring. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool old school start having Shawn Michaels and Triple H in there. But I mean, this build up for WrestleMania has been horrible. A lot like last year, and it's it's sad. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see bad things happen for WrestleMania. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, 
I'm looking forward to the card. It's the last few weeks, to me, Raw's been the boring. The build-up. It's the build-up. The card is fine. The the card yeah. for the, the WrestleMania is fine. You have Daniel Bryan taking on Sheamus for the world title. Jericho and CM Punk for the WWE title. Uh, Cody Rhodes is taking on someone. The Big Show. The, the Big Show for the Intercontinental title. Um, we haven't seen anything for the U.S. title yet or tag team titles. But that's those are probably not going to be on the card. But the Divas yeah. title is going to be, what, Beth Phoenix against who? Someone. Oh, uh, no, no. They're not having a Divas match. Oh, that's right. They're not having a Divas match. So that's not going to be on the card. And sorry in all honesty. Um, thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, but, yeah. The, you know, we won't have all that much. But the, the Hell in a Cell between Taker and Triple H. It's going to be great. 20-0. and 0, and WrestleMania 29, Taker's gone. Um, uh, probably, yeah. I can see it. I can see it happening. Um, but yeah, it looks it's it's looking to be a great card, but horrible build up. Pretty much. And we might see Randy Orton take on Kane for WrestleMania. They t- you know what I I hate about the the last oh I want to say I want to say the last eight WrestleMania. Well, no, not last eight. John champion on the card? No. Well, besides that, but besides the besides that, but the last, I'd say probably about last five, more more than any of them, they tend to they they're they're tending to put to throw matches together out of nowhere during the final weeks, leading up to WrestleMania. They don't they don't make any big plans up until. Three until two weeks before the event, especially yeah. when you have the big buildups, like uh, when the turn of the year comes in, and you start building. That's when you start. That's when they actually do start building it up for for Royal Rumble, then for Elimination Chamber, and then for WrestleMania. You have by January, you find out who Taker's going to take on. By February, you find out the t- the two main title matches. You know. But by March, you start getting the secondary matches together. And then at the end of March, you put in two more matches. And then you have a WrestleMania. You have a four-hour card. Three-hour card, rather. You know, they should... Honestly, they should have done They should have done this after the December pay-per-view. They should have started then. At least, yeah. the, at least the main title matches. Of course, you have John Cena and The Rock. Don't get me wrong. I did not forget about that. But when you look at it, that's been built up for over a year, and it's only one match. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm looking, I'm looking forward for, for the pay per view. I'm just right now. I'm just a bit burnt out on Raw because it's boring to me. I am too. I'm very burnt out on Raw, and that's sad to say. But you know, when you put up, when you put together these types of shows for it, and it, I mean. They don't look at the fan side of things. You know what I mean? They don't look at what what's what matters more than anything. So, but hey, you know it happens. It's nothing you can do. Nothing much you could do about it. So I'm not gonna you know worry. I'm not gonna worry all that much. So you you just gotta take it how it comes, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. You gotta take wrestling. As at face value, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. And but like I said, hey, 
you want big matches, you want good wrestling matches as wrestling matches and not storyline uh, storyline BS. I want you people to check out Ring of Honor. Yeah, because yep, yep. if you want to relive, if you want to relive that stuff, we got it. They got it there, and it's good. So check it out. Um, anyway, that's going to do that. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take another break. Uh, when we come back, we will have former WWE, two-time WWE uh, Divas champion Maurice Wallet. You're going to love it. <laughs> it's going to be right here on KJCC 104.1 FM, Real Campus Radio. Wrestling brings its most brutal pay-per-view of all time to Nashville, Lockdown, where every blood feud and championship is settled inside the steel cage. See the icon Sting, Jeff Hardy, the world heavyweight champion Bobby Roode, Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, with TNA and Direct Auto Insurance present Lockdown, live April 15th from Municipal Auditorium. I have voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. Since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Courtesy of Beyond the Bell, Nature Boy Ric Flair presents the Seasons of Pro Wrestling. 560, 41,000, 213, well, what? This? 560, 41,000, 213, well, what? 560, 41,000, 213, well, what? This? Recognize this? Yeah. Hulk Hogan, I reek! Tell it all the media, right across the seas. And Australia, you think March 30th? Ask your girl! Huh? 560, 41,000, Well, what? This? Woo! He's only a 14 time world champion. Never in my mind. Nature mind! I'll take credit for it. If you're 
into all things nostalgia and want to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling and sports entertainment, go beyond the bell every week on the SNS Radio Network. Hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Does listening to Wrestling News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. some good bath water, baby. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. I am former WWE Diva Maria, and I am now the current First Lady of Ring of Honor. And you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Headlines.com and on the phone lines right now, a former WWE Divas champion, uh, Maurice Olet. Maurice, how's it going? <laughs> I love how you say my last name. <laughs> Did I say it right? <laughs> no, but that's kind of cute, though. Oh, that's that, that how I pronounce it. Oh my god, it's Marie's Wallet. Well, the American version is Marie's Ouellette. <laughs> <laughs> we say it so wrong. We say it by how... It's a great entrance, though. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> but I'll remember, Maurice Wallet. Is that how you do it? That's awesome. Okay. Wow, you're getting good. I'm getting there. Yeah, I try. You, sound, you sounded a hundred percent French. Oh, that's cool, because like, I have family in Louisiana, and they, they always love that French Quarter down there, so... 
It's awesome. Oh, yeah. I've been there a few times. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's probably the only French section of the United States, actually. It is. It, it's by far, like, probably the, the second mo- second favorite place I've ever visited. First being Arizona. So Why Arizona? Uh, well... Because I like I like Native That's Americans. I, I I like the Native American culture down there. It's pretty cool. Okay. It's pretty awesome. So plus Indian casinos and all. <laughs> my mother, my mother is half Native American. She's uh, from New Brunswick, Ivoqua, Canada. Oh okay. Uh, I have. I know some. My family has like Sioux roots in North Carolina, North Dakota. So there you go. <laughs> Do you know? Awesome. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Why about now? Native American Indians, buddy. <laughs> okay, carry well, on. Well, that's the reason why I tan so good. Um, I always have a great tan because of my mother, so I would like to thank her for that great genetic. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I would like to say that uh, we want to thank your mother, too, for giving you such a perfect tan on TV and just looking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, it, might, it might have been a little like, I, I, you know, I had a little help for my tan on TV, but in general, you know, in general. I'm not like, Famous uh, looking. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bring up Seamus. It's not hard to beat. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. I, I watched him. I saw him take on uh, some people in the Indies, and he he'd get like open cho- open hand chops to the to the chest, and you can see giant red handprints on there. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's so great. I I, I often wonder the the. Um, to see him in Ring of Honor, so that one of the guys there could really give him a chop and see how purple that thing gets. <laughs> oh, that's this insane! Is you can see the veins in there. Like you, it's it, almost like you can see everything through his skin. Uh, I'm surprised um, you can't see his rib cage through his skin. <laughs> <laughs> he's too. He's very muscular. He's very big. Seamus is a big yes. guy in person. Scary looking dude. I bet in person sometimes. <laughs> this is a point where I point out well, that I'm I mean, not the like doesn't help. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the when the, the Muppets were on there and he was with Beaker? Did you really see the resemblance? I mean, I'm from Montreal, so when I was younger, well, the Muppets were more. Um, it's it's in the, it was in English and American mostly. So I mean, to me. Um, I know it's such a big deal in in, the, in America, but I mean, I, I don't remember the Muppets. <laughs> really, I never you knew know? that. I never knew that. No, were... I don't really. I don't think it's part of our. No, I don't. I mean, everybody was so excited about it, and then uh, I just. Uh, I mean, I know they are, but um, I just don't um, remember them as much just... as everybody else. It doesn't click as much as it, I guess it did with everyone else. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but let's talk about let's talk about Maurice. What's Maurice been up to? Well, Maurice is working on a house of Maurice. There's <laughs> a lot of Maurice there. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a project I've been working on for a while. You probably heard about it. Um, what was it called? And um, pardon me. House what, what was it called again? House of Maurice. House of Maurice. Oh, okay. He's like, oh, okay. No, I, I, <laughs> you should be excited about it. Oh no, my God. I'm excited about it. I was just wondering. I just wanted to remember the name so I could check it out. Well, check it out because basically I'm hoping to launch at, at least a jewelry collection this summer. 
um, and then go on to fall, winter with other categories. But basically, um, houses and raise is going to be, you know, um, all those things I love in fashion, like accessories, um, clothes, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm pretty excited about it. It's a lot of work. Um, so I'm hoping to be able to start this summer. Um, but um, if not, it's going to be um, fall or winter. But, no, it sounds, um, it's pretty exciting. I mean, I put a lot of energy and effort into this, and, you know, been on the road for six years with WWE. How you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it was hard to kind of combine both, but now that I'm, um, I'm off the road and I don't have to travel three, 300 days a year, um, I can focus on other things. And that's something I wanted to do for, like, years. So I'm really glad that I can do it now. Was this a project you were starting at while in the WWE, or was this was this strictly after after your time there? Oh, I, I started before, when I was with WWE. But oh, okay. nobody really knew about it. It's, it was kind of like something that I was working on um, that I didn't really have to talk about it because it would have, like, it would have made no sense because I could not do it. So... Now that I, I'm unable to do it, well, I'm doing it, and I'm, I'm really proud of it. It's like a huge deal to me, so. Nice. Chris, Check you it out. <laughs> Chris? Yeah, so I, I was just going to ask about, about your, release, your release from the WWE, because it was quite surprising, because we all have, have, had read that you're, back, that you're back to full health, and then out of nowhere you were released. I mean... There were so many different reports. Like I saw one that you were too sexy for TV. I mean, that might be true, but that's not really. <laughs> I think that's true. I was always too sexy for TV. Um, no, um, um, you know, I had six great years, and at some point, um, I was ready to kind of move on, and it's the next chapter in my life. There's so many things I want to do. Um, I'm in LA. I know a lot of people. We work into. You know, I love acting. I love to be a character on TV. Um, I'd love to play other characters that just not the Marie's WWE um, character, like the heel. So um, to me, it's almost, like I say a lot, it's, it's like a TV show. You don't see me on this TV show, uh, but that doesn't mean you'll, see, you'll not see me into another TV show. I mean, um it's just the beginning of things. This was six years. It was great, but now I'm kind of ready to uh, move on and 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 just keep growing. And when I felt like in the WWE, I felt kind of, you know, it was great for what it was for six years. I mean, I traveled the world. I met met so many people and and the fans. There's nobody like the WWE universe. And I say WWE universe. It's funny. It's the fam. I mean, there's nothing like. Like the fans, um, wrestling fans were really loyal. So I think it's going to be really hard to find something that's, um, um, I'm not looking for something similar, but I'm going to miss that, though, the fact that um, coming out, uh, performing in front of a live audience, because there is no other um, there is no other job, and I, I call it job, it's not even a job, but there's no other things like that. So that I'm going to miss for sure, but, I mean... I was just ready for next chapter, so I moved on. I think and I can speak for is... every fan. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. No, I, I was say I think I can speak for every fan by saying we miss you on TV. Because like when oh, I when I, I think... went to the tapings of of NXT and the SmackDown, and you were the host of NXT, like the guys were like, "Oh my god, 
Maurice is drop down like stunning. I mean, TV does not does not do you justice. I mean, oh, well, like, thank you. <laughs> like the, half the guys were were, were so, so busy watching you on the stage that we didn't watch NXT. So I had to go home, go home, and then watch NXT on TV because like you took your like literally you were there, and the guys were like, uh, Maurice, just look at her. Screw wrestling, Maurice. <laughs> like it was like crazily how much half the crowd just ignored the wrestling because you because you were the host of, of NXT. Oh. Uh, well, you could probably say that, the same uh, thing about SmackDown too. <laughs> um, this is true. <laughs> I mean, NXT was really different. That's for sure. It was really different because um, I used to play this heel bad girl um, in the ring, and then um, I get to host a show where I kind of have to be neutral, but still, I still have that character. People know me as, as Marie's, you know, um, so. It's like it was kind of weird at the beginning because, uh, like any other, um, it, it's total acting, right? So it's very, it's very like it's hard to explain, but very different than the Marie's character. Very out of the element of the Marie's character. Yeah, I, I think uh, the, the hand and the hair flip and the the yeah. attitude and the hand. You gotta have the, the hand. Yeah, it. how do you come up with, with that hand movement? Because like, that hand movement went over like crazy, and all it was just a single flip of the hand. I mean, how did you come up with that? I came up with that because I, when I first started, I wouldn't speak English, so um, I didn't know really. I couldn't talk, so I didn't know um, how to express myself verbally. So I figured out another way to make people understand really quickly what I'm all, I'm all about. So that was the way to, you know, you know, I'm not a, a <laughs> like a very self-centered person, you know, who does that? So you don't need to talk for 20 minutes to know what kind of person you are when you do those kind of things. So it was clearly, <laughs> and, and you know, cool the about it. thing. What's cool about it is that not many people actually got over by just simple hand motions or, or hand gestures. But, I mean, you, you bring up – Chris, you bring up the thing about the hand. That got over real good. It, it was up there with the DX mm-hmm. chop, the the NWO hand hand thing, devil horns, I guess you call it. Well, thank you. And, it's yeah, one I of think... the main thing I get. Every time I get somebody, that I say, oh, my God, Marie's child. Um, you know, if I do an appearance, I'll be like, oh, Marie, do, do the hand thing. And then I, I do it once, and I'm done for the night. Everybody wants to have the hand. Don't, so don't, you, love to, does, I, don't you love taking that five yeah. seconds, just doing that, and then walking away? <laughs> I <laughs> That's love the it. easiest job <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, no, it's very um, – and I would never think it would have been my thing, actually, to do the, the hand gesture, but it just uh, – I did it a few times and it sticks, so I kept it. <laughs> that's you know awesome. when people react to it. I just said, "Oh, that's that's cool." <laughs> do you still do keep you up? still watch? Sorry, do you still keep up with the with the product at all, or are you are you real into way too busy in the in your house of Maurice? Well, um, I I watch sometimes. I mean, I still talk to the girls, so I watch. And uh, Mike Demis, obviously, I watch him as the is uh, my boyfriend for the past uh, almost four years. Right. So I I've been watching the show because I support all of them, and it's another TV show that you know I just I try to keep up with everything. Did you so, feel bad when he went um, to mid card card? T- t- I kind of did. 
Did, Pardon me? Did Did you feel bad when he went from main event status to mid cards? Because I I, I kind of like seemed a little confused by that myself. Well, I mean, I think he's doing a great job, and to me, I don't see it as you know you say mid card or main event, or I just see it as the uh, I have a different perspective of all this. So I think he's doing a great job. Oh, okay. Well, no. you know us. We analyze everything like that. Now you bring up the fact <laughs> that's that probably that, that what still, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you bring up that that you still talk to the girls. Now, one girl that I thought you had a great match was was uh, was with Natalia. When you guys were over here for the UK tour on Superstars, you and Natalia had a fantastic match. What are you? What oh, are your I thoughts love on her Natalia. Current fighting she's one of my favorites. What are what are you for, uh, your thoughts on her current gimmick where she's farting? Uh, I, I have a hard time understanding you and your accent. Get your <laughs> well, he asked, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on her new current um, farting gimmick? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't see it. You haven't uh, seen uh, it. Actually, yes. I, no, I've seen one pre-tape that she was doing with Beth Phoenix. Um, I mean, um, as long as she's happy with her character and, and that she's fine, that's, that's okay with me. Because, I mean, I love Natalia. She's one of my really good like on the road we were always um together she's one of my really good friend even though we don't talk about wrestling much we'll be talking and texting every day <laughs> we <laughs> won't be go. talking about wrestling we will be talking about shoes and closets and clothes and makeup and i am a hundred percent serious i i she would Natalia would be posting me pictures of her shoes and say, "Haha, you see Frenchie, you see what I got." And then I would have to, and then I would have to be like, "Oh no, okay, watch this." And then you got to wow. outdo her. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's been something going on for like two years now, and um, um, I remember going to TV and be like wearing my really nice new. Christian Louboutin and just walk backstage and be like, I can't wait till Natalia see those. And then I would walk into catering and or I, she would be like, oh my God, you did not do it. And uh, yes, I did. And she would be, she would be laughing about it, but we would kind of, you know, throw jab at each other in a good way. Nice. And um, yeah, that's, that's the thing I really miss about the WWE is the great relationship I you know, I I, uh, I built over the years, and uh, you know we traveled uh, the world together. So um, you know, I have great friends over there, and they're on the road all the time. So it's hard for me to see them. Um, I've, hard for you to see life. them like you used to in the locker room, I'm sure. Pardon me. Hard, 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 not see, hard. It's hard not being with them in the locker room and just hanging out. I guess right. Yeah, well, traveling and having fun, and uh, we had crazy, you know, laugh, and we we were, we were used to laugh all the time. And, right. You know, um, especially like Natalia is one of the funniest person I've ever met in my life. Like uh, she, that girl in person, she should be a com a stand up comic. She is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I, <laughs> hey, I'm sure a lot of guys would pay for to pay to see that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, I want to ask on uh, one of the Facebook questions we got from uh, from Cole. Cole asks um, uh, if you ever plan on coming back to the WWE. 
Uh, I am planning on coming back for a million dollars. And a match with WrestleMania, probably like main events, something like that. Hey, you know, it could happen. You want to be the first one Vince paid for a million dollars to get into the ring. <laughs> hey, guys, I just love the way you laugh, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> We've got a nice laugh. That's quite bizarre to hear, to be honest. <laughs> I'm in California. I laugh at everything. I kind of have to. <laughs> so, like, oh, you no. brought up earlier the fact that, <laughs> that you were in the E for six years. How do you think the Divas uh, kind of scene changed from when you debuted to when you left? Oh, because you know that it changed from what it was in 2000. 2008 when I had 12 minute pay-per-view matches to now 30 seconds um, I mean it's hard to make the crowd relate to you when you can't talk on the microphone and you have only a minute in the ring and they put 10 divas in the ring at the same time so you can't build a character you can't make people relate there's no way you can get over it's really difficult it would be difficult for anybody um, so it definitely changed a hundred percent from where it was to where it is now. I just wish you, the girls would be given more and have more time to. Uh, uh, um, not that people say you like Sable, but you know I was the the mean girl. That's such an attitude, and Sable had that so. Oh, yes. She so, did. I, and, yeah. and I kind of la- like marked out when I saw her actually do a TKO to Mark Merrow to see her have the body strength to do that. And Mark Merrow's not a small huh? dude. Mark Merrow's probably about two, was probably about 230 at the time, and she basically did a good TKO on him. So. Uh, she probably wanted to do it for real. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> she just wanted to show him they could do it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Now nowadays, you don't see really um, divas um, wrestle the, the guys. That doesn't happen. You know, Apart from karma, so, because karma can kick. Yeah. karma can kick butt. Karma so, could, but I don't even think karma would be involved as because just because she's a woman, and I don't think men and women can be um, wrestling each other. Well, in the yeah, WWE, that's that's, that's not going to happen. It's happened before with China, but of course China was uh, very muscular in, in that regard. Um, yeah. But you don't. Yeah, I, I agree. You don't see many women take on the guys unless it's like in the independents. But even then, that's only because of the class size at the independents is, is pretty limited when it comes to female talent. So that makes total sense. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. What What were your thoughts on managing Ted DiBiase during during his run? Um, I think that we could have made it to WrestleMania if we would have a better storyline, a better, like, you know how it is. Everybody could say that. But I really think that it could have been so much better if we um, would have been giving a lot more about a company. And when I say that about the girls, I say that about my storyline with him. Sometimes, you know, there is little storylines that just need more involvement to be bigger and better, you know. And I like Working with Ted, he's such a great guy. He's really laid back. Like, Ted DiBiase is a really cool guy. Um, very funny. Um, we had a great time. It's just, uh, like I said, I just wished um, 
we uh, would have had a little bit more, and I believe that we could have made it to WrestleMania that year easily. I think so. I, I think if you if you would have got the million dollar man involved, I mean he's working there anyway. Give him something to do. That would I think that would have been a great WrestleMania thing for him, for for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, so. totally. Um, yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, really. Uh, Connor asks. <laughs> yeah, really. On, <laughs> Connor asks on the Facebook. <laughs> hey, it would have been a great improvement. I'll say that. <laughs> but unfortunately, we got Absolutely. what we got. But I, 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 I think it would have been fun. Uh, Connor asks on the Facebook, um, basically asking since uh, Miz, since with, you have Miz on the road, and you and your your uh, Miz's girlfriend, with Miz being on the road all the time. And you're not with them. Like, what's it like? It, it has, is it is it kind of weird, like lonely without them, or, or like do you? I'm sure you guys talk all the time, um, but like, well, we we do talk a lot, but it's very different than when I was on the road. Even though when I was working with WWE, we would travel um, together, but once we get to work, we would not see each other all day. Like, for instance, at, at TV, I would never see him all day because he'd be busy doing his own pre-tape almost. Uh, he would be filming something. I would be doing the same for me and doing something else. Uh, we would probably cross each other to eat for five minutes and say, hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, buddy? Okay, bye. <laughs> because we were so busy. And traveling on, like, on the road for the live events, it was fun that we could travel show to show together, but then we would be, you know, I would be working out with the girls, I would be working with the girls, so it was fun because we'd see each other way more, but now it's, it's you know, he's he's gone, he's doing a lot of media, so he's gone a lot, and I'm really busy on my on, on um, my side as well, so we... We do enjoy quality time together instead of, like, quantity because, you know, when you're with somebody 24-7 all the time, you know, it's not – it's a great thing because we get along really good. But it's fun also to um, – to um, not that it's fun, but it's okay to be doing, you know, I'm doing my work, he's doing his work, and we, we talk on the phone, we Skype, we, you know, try to talk as much as we can. We'll text a million times a day. Um um, I think I probably sent him a hundred thousand pictures of my flake doggy already. And Tom is probably it's Tom is loaded of pictures of my puppy. Um, it's very funny um, to me, but um, I think it's cool. I, I think it's dog. cool because in that way, it, it doesn't make you guys feel like you're getting distant or anything. I I, I think. I, I think given given the fact that you're on that you know WWE wrestlers are on the road for 300 days a year, I think it's a really good thing to keep that going because not many, not many. Yeah, and I've been doing it too, so I know how it is. You know, I yeah. think it would be very difficult for somebody that has not been in the company and doesn't understand wrestling, doesn't know wrestling, doesn't you know. But I've been there. I know how it is. I know how it works. So it's. It's way easier. It, it keeps it from getting from getting too distant, which which is what I like about it. And you use Skype too, so you're so it's not like you're not seeing each other unless you're not using the webcam part. So I, <laughs> no, and as well in 2012 too, you can just bring your phone and just so hey Skype on your phone, and it's just so easy. Yeah, and I would be traveling to Canada or New York or whatever I'm going, and I'm on the go, and I'm like talking. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's very easy with the technologies those days. I mean, it would have been really difficult 20 years ago. 
Yeah, I you agree. The only person I get to Skype is Maverick here, so I, I, I think in that I lose. You talk to me and I was with Maverick. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put up with your accent every day? Jeez. My accent? <laughs> I have no accent, Maverick. You lie. You're, you're the one with the accent. <laughs> but, um, so looking back on your time within the E, I mean, how do, how do you think you evolved? Because, of course, you started off with being the, the intro girl to SmackDown, to being a damn good wrestler, to leaving. I mean, how do you think you evolved within that company? Oh, well, I think I started by, uh, from the be- like, the beginning, beginning was from the bottom of the ladder. Um, and I just, one at a time, went up. Um, and I really started from not knowing what's going on to having a cool character on TV and being comfortable with my character. Um, yeah, I think it's the, the time that you put into, uh, it's, with the time you learn and you you change, you know, and I think that um, that's what it is. I mean, after six years, <laughs> you can't compare my sixth year to my first year. I mean, work-wise, it's totally different. Um, there's just things that you learn by 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 the time. But I'm pretty I'm pretty um, happy and. Um, proud of my run with WWE. I think I had a great time. I mean, I was Divas Champion twice, and I had my first Divas Championship for 216 days, which I'm the longest reigning champion as of now, and Beth Phoenix always tweeting about the fact that she's going to be the next one, which I doubt because, I mean, I'm going to stay Divas Champion for a while. So, you guys did have a little Twitter war yeah. going on, too, so that was pretty cool. I never really... um acknowledge the fact that to me Beth makes me laugh <laughs> you know at the end of the day it's funny um, Beth is a good friend of mine and but she always talks about how she's going to be the next one and she's about two months away so we'll see but I mean I don't think she's going to get it <laughs> I don't think she's going to get it despite the fact that I want to keep it so <laughs> um, will, so will like Maurice the- run in at Wrestlemania we'll find out <laughs> For a million dollars in a minute than that, yes. <laughs> for, for a million dollars for a five-second run-in. Hey, I got your money. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me wink and laugh, that's what it is. <laughs> that, that, that's our cue. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, did you have anything else? So uh, looking back at your run within the E, what was your favorite moment in, in that company? In the company, winning my first Divas Championship. Um, winning my second Divas Championship was a very, very different than the first time. The first time, I was just really freaking out. And the second time, I mean, I was freaking out too, but it was just a different time, a different situation, different everything. So for me, the first time I won my, my first Divas Championship, then Money in the Bank, uh, climbing the ladder, when I have all those major superstars laying around the ring, talking about Edge, Randy Orton, you know, Chris Jericho, Miz, everybody um, around the ring, and I'm just walk, like walking in the ring and trying to get the money in the bank. I mean, come on, that no woman did that before. So that was like one of my biggest as well. You you bring up your first uh, time that that you won the uh, that you won the Divas title. It's funny because I, because one one of our co-hosts on this network he despised your character 
And when you won the belt, he held the belt hostage. He metaphorically held the belt hostage because he because he despised your character that much that until you lost the belt, he refused to watch the WWE. That's well, how well you are. I'm so Hill. happy I uh, made him so miserable. <laughs> and if Phil, like Phil, Phil, please out him. His, his name, his name's Andy Knowles. Andy Knowles was the one that refused to watch WWE because you were Divas Champion. Oh, we're calling out Andy now. Andy, I'm so happy I made you so miserable. That's how powerful I am. <laughs> and that's funny because his name, his nickname is the Power. So using the word powerful there, fantastic usage, <laughs> my ad. I will make sure that he hears that, that snippet. Oh, that's a sound clip if there ever was one. <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a question from the owner of Unchained, the Unchained Wrestling Network, Dez, asking, uh, have you ever had an idea of your own, like a persona or gimmick, or even an angle that you wanted to do while you're in WWE, but for some reasons did not happen? Pardon me, we'll have to repeat this okay. because my dog is absolutely crazy. <laughs> I'm talking, my dog is absolutely crazy. Almost like I'm trying to talk like a UK or a British accent. There must be something dogs know that if you're in an interview, they know to bark <laughs> consistently and randomly, too. Um, uh, the owner of the Unchained Wrestling Network, Dez, asks, uh, quote, Have you ever had an idea of your own, like a persona, a gimmick, or an angle that you wanted to do while you are in the WWE, but for some reason did not happen. He's also asking for reasons, but if you want to leave reasons, okay. I, if you want to admit something, I don't mind. <laughs> um, well, I, everything about Marie's character was coming from me. They wanted me to be a baby face when I first started, and I said, no, I want to be a heel, and that's the kind of heel I want to be. And I said, trust me, I'm going to do it my way, and it's going to work. And they said, okay. They were actually pretty pretty nice. They let me do everything I wanted to do when I first started, and I decided to do um, and go my way. And they always, always let me do my way. So I was really satisfied with what I had. But I just wanted to have more time, more um, everything, like everybody. You just want to grow and grow and grow. But from... A lot of people, WWE give me the chance to do whatever I wanted to do. So it's really hard for me to say anything like, um, I wanted to do that storyline or this or this, because I actually, you know, did everything I wanted to do. Storyline-wise, you can always involve more divas and, and make the storyline more complex and more uh, develop a little bit more. But, I mean, for for what it is and for what I was giving, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said earlier, your your character was fantastic. I mean, the bitchy hill is awesome. The fact that your French Canadian was also fantastic because that 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 is like just like kind of added to your character. So I mean, overall, yes. I loved the, the whole movie's character, and I want it back on TV. Thank you. For one million dollars, I want it back. <laughs> and we don't we don't mind where we see. Actually, I don't mind where where I see you up at because hey, I hear there's a company in Florida that's hiring right now. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> all right, I only have two requests, Maurice. Um, yes, we we want to get we want to get a follow on Twitter under RTR okay. Maverick without the K at the end, or H2H Crelly. Either one. Hey, we don't mind. Of course. Uh, okay. Everyone likes to follow Crelly. Don't know why. 
I, <laughs> I will. I, I will mention it. When is the interview going to be on? on tomorrow uh, night. It's it's going to be on tomorrow night for sure. I just I just need you. Hey, Maurice, thanks for the interview. <laughs> so you know that's me. Just tweet it. <laughs> just tweet yep, it. Tweet, that. tweet it. Okay, and also, real quick, can we get a liner from you for the show? Um, not really. <laughs> oh, I thought we had such a good interview, and I ended early. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just totally, I'm just totally joking. I know. <laughs> so it's running the ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Hi guys, you are listening to Marie's the sexiest of the sexy on running the ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. That's perfect. Alrighty, that was Marie's. For more information on Thank House you. of Maurice, check out well houseofmaurice.com coming summer to this year, this summer. So check it out. I command it. <laughs> Yes, and check out the um, FrenchDismarie.com website, which is my official website as well. A lot of sexy photo shoots and a lot of news about me, so you can uh, know what I'm doing at all times. <laughs> and tweet her as well, at Marie Oglet. It's Wallet, well. oh, yeah, not Oglet. We just had a conversation about this today, buddy. Oglet, <laughs> oh, okay, look, look, I'm British, I how much you, it was just so funny with your accent, because you do not know how much work it is for me to try to understand. I mean, you got to remember, I speak, I didn't speak English five, six years ago, so. Right. <laughs> I think, to be fair, you speak better, you speak better English than I do, so. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> you speak pretty good. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, all righty, Maurice. We're going to go ahead and let you go. Get on your way. And uh, thank you. And hey. Oh, by the way, hey, you guys, if you want to talk about um, really quick, I have. Um, sure. I will be in New York, actually, next weekend for appearances uh, by LaGuardia um, Airport, which is a big event. So it should be pretty good. So. Oh, I should have talked about that, but I'm really excited because I don't really do any, um, I don't do much appearances, but that's a great way to meet all the fans, and I think it's going to have a lot of people, so it's pretty exciting. You guys should come uh, over to New York. Is, well, it, is, it for a, is it for an independent wrestling company? Is it for a wrestling um, company? It's called, it's called a big event. Okay. In New York. Just saying. <laughs> All right. If you, if you do one one in England, I'll come to wherever it is. I mean, I once travelled about ten hours to go watch a WWE house show. So if if you do an event somewhere in England, I'll come visit you. Oh well, I will um, keep in touch with you guys if I ever go. But that's pretty far. But you never know. <laughs> so I'll just uh, I'll just let you guys know. But thank you though. Awesome. All right, we'll let you go, Maurice. Thank you very much. Thanks, Maurice. Thank you for your time. Hope you have a great week. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Maurice Wallette, former two-time WWE Divas champion. Very nice. I, so you know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad she came on because I expected her to call to call us names and all that. But she she really kept herself going. Oclet, Olet. I say it wrong. Yeah, it's it's Wallette. We said Olet. And yeah, we've it was Olet or no, it's not Olet. It's Wallet. Wallet. 
I told I told Andy on I, on Facebook. I posted. I got Maurice to call out Andy Knowles, and he and he, and he goes, "Call me on Skype now." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Andy. Limited affair, buddy. You understand. But hey, I tried defending you, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> so anyway, oh man, that was good. Uh. Awesome show. Awesome time with Maurice. I can't wait to have more. We're going to have more very soon. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for us today. Um, yeah. I still have no idea how to pronounce her name. Wallet. You remember, you, you got to French it out, dude. It's Wallet. Wallet. Oh, it, it sounds it, like a ballerina it, name. It's all good. No, it. It sounds like my wallet. Yeah. Exactly. Do that. Wallet. Uh, wallet, governor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Get so your hands next week. Wallet, governor. <laughs> next week, I'll come back on this show and, 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 and just say the word wallet over and over again. Just, just to practice? Yeah, yeah, next time. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and end it here. I want to thank everyone for sending their questions. And hey, whenever we have guests on, I invite everyone to leave their questions on the Facebook page for Unchained on the Unchained Wrestling Network website at unchained-www.com. Uh, what else? The SNS Network Facebook page at SNS or snsradionetwork.com. Uh, email me at runningtheropes at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm trying to plug as much as we can. Plug, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, mine is RTR Maverick. No K at the end because that's just how I roll. And at H2H Crelly because, well, that's what Crelly likes to do. So, <laughs> um, on that note, we will see you later, everybody. Peace. This has been a presentation of Running the Ropes, exclusively on the Unchained Wrestling Network at unchained-wwe.com. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the panel and not of the network or its affiliates.